I'm seeing people post their uh, theater screen uh, seats, yeah. the seats available, you know, that you can see on the uh, app or on the websites for, you know, AMC and AMC and other theaters for the Madam Web movie. And it's yeah. like hardly anyone. I have it. Listen, it comes out on Wednesday, and I have Wednesday off, so I might I might catch a matinee before um, try to go to like a really early screening. Let me see. Since we're talking about it, I'm curious. I may do that on Saturday or Sunday. Let's see, because there's one theater in town that typically has either early showings. Let's see. Let's look at Wednesday. 12 p.m. is the earliest one that day? That sucks. What about Saturday? Do they have an earlier show on Saturday? Dude, no one's doing like a before 12 o'clock. So the movie movies that are currently airing at my movie theater are Argyle and Migration. That's it. Oof. That's it. Through Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it is. There's only they only uh show two. So when I say that, hey, I, I can't go see a movie, that's why. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well I figured well, I mean I knew I knew it wasn't great. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yep. Because, um, yeah, I've got so, all and they don't sorts post, of stuff. They don't post the new movies until the following. The earliest day. earliest I can go see it on Wednesday is eleven forty. So on Friday they'll send out the new schedule for what the times and what movies are playing really, for through the weekend and the next week. <laughs> I really don't want to go to the theater to see this, but there's part of me that's like, ah, maybe I need to. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe I can take some time from work on Wednesday, and I can go since that there's actually an AMC theater where my project's at. Yeah, and I could go during the day and go see that crap. <laughs> oh man, probably not though. Let's be real. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's definitely it's honestly and maybe people don't know this but like when you're doing this and, and you're trying to find that time to fit in early on going to see a a movie or whatever um like you know before our we record on monday like sometimes it's tough to get in a time and try to fit in like the rest of your normal life um it can't be difficult especially when you're working full time you know and it's some and especially when it's something you don't want to see like that you you genuinely yeah. don't have actual interest in and you're doing it because uh it, for like a review or whatever like that's when it really does become work and it, and it, you're sitting in there and you're just like this is miserable you know <laughs> you're trying yeah. to trying to like take notes or do whatever um it's like ugh. dude so madam web is an hour and 54 minutes so i guess it's going to be probably looking <sighs> at an hour and 45 total yeah. Do you think? Yeah. I am so curious about this movie. I guess I'm just I already go, told you. I guess I'm I already told you I know the the plot. Um, you know it's supposed to take place in the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's great that Madam Webb's actually a disabled uh person. Oh yeah. I I do, do <laughs> completely do you think, out. Yeah, do you think she's going to end up getting hit by like a car or something? Cuz like okay, so the my my only uh, memory of that character is from the Spider-Man animated show from the 90s. Uh, 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's the only reason I have any idea who Madam Web is, and she was always just the weird lady that occasionally would teleport Peter Parker into like her dimension to talk to him about stuff. And I, that's all I remember. And so this whole thing and like, uh, and allegedly like the way that the, the movie is set up, um, it, her age and how that's supposed to work doesn't even really make a lot of sense. Um, but you know, they were trying to go, it looks like from the, the movie is that they were trying to go the route of having like, um, three like younger, attractive women in the role, um, because Hollywood unfortunately still can't take risks on doing like interesting stuff with movies a lot of the time. Like we've yeah. we we went through a period of time where Marvel was like, we're gonna take a risk on Guardians of the Galaxy. Because whether people realize it at this point or not, like that was a big risk for them at the time. Uh that that movie is a, about a talking tree and a talking raccoon who go on a space adventure with an orphan. And a green lady mm -hmm. and Drax. Like, that is outside the realm, right? But Marvel was so in its space at the time. And the movie was actually really well done. And you know, this was before we had all of the, um, like, the Marvel, quote-unquote Marvel humor stuff. Um, yes. Which, again, is just bad writing. Um, and, and you get people who don't have, like, good comedic timing. Um, you know, that that's... Uh, what has to do with a lot of that like it's not just because it's like snarky jokes um because there's again there's nothing wrong with that uh a lot of it really was just that that worked really well for the type of movie that was and for some reason after that they just started doing it for everything um and it infects everything it's like in the first doctor strange movie which really should just be played pretty straight um and i miss that about just like we'll say comic book type movies really movies in general man like i think it's one of the reasons why uh all quiet on the western front kind of was so memorable for us um because that movie is played so straight there's not a uh are you there yeah I'm okay here. cool 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 <laughs> i was just listening to you <laughs> you're good you're good i was just like i was getting no feedback from you so i was like oh. hello <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean by that, right? Is it's like yes. Uh, I I just not everything needs to be serious, but not everything also needs to be a, com a comedy. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's not even comedy. I would just say, uh, well, yeah, a comedy, but to where there's no brevity to situations, to where they don't let yeah the and, the emotions of that scene uh, flesh out prior to making a right. joke and. When it's a repetitive a scene after scene to where you just can't stay in the hard moments and let them breathe and, and soak in yeah. and, and have that experience uh, without cutting a joke um, through like, ha, ha, ha. And uh, it's almost like Guardians of the Galaxy has, in a, from this perspective of it, great movies, right? Great series. But then also Curse, Curse like being able to review the other Marvel movies after that because now we're trying to talk about Madam Web. I'm like, who asked for this? And it's like, well, who asked for Guardians of the Galaxy? And I'm thinking, I don't think those two things are the same. They're not. They're definitely not. Um, you know, it's... You had a, uh, a, a competent director in James Gunn, um, who is also a pretty good writer. Um, 
you know, but he has a, a good he, character writer too. Yeah, he he's a he's got a specific style, um, mm-hmm. and the style has to work, <laughs> and the, and that's that's kind of a big problem. Um, I actually have no idea who's even really involved on Madam Web, um, and part of me doesn't care. Um, because I feel like it, Guardians is the exception to the rule, not the rule. Uh, yeah, that's that's typically the case. Um, and and again. Gun is a he's a specific type of he's got a specific type of humor. Um, he's always had like a really really dark sense of humor, um, and and that does not meld with Disney. Um, and regardless of how you feel about his tweets, like that's the you know those those tweets from like I guess at this point like twelve years ago that got him fired originally from Guardians. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go back and watch anything that he did prior to working for Disney, it's real edgy. Like that was that's what he did. Um, and there's there's a part of cinema that needs stuff like that, that needs stuff that's going to push boundaries. The thing about it is that that doesn't work when you're trying to make like like multi hundred million dollar to billion dollar movies. Yeah, you don't you don't really you don't really get to do that kind of stuff. Um, And so everything that he's done uh, in that sort of guardian sphere, it's all been watered down to some degree. Like you can see a little bit of his uh, of his background in those movies, but it's it's weird that they had him do some of the stuff that he did. It's why Suicide Squad made a lot more sense for him. Like yep. that's that's definitely more in his that's wheelhouse. His bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, you he gets to he gets to do weird, dumb, quirky stuff, um, and write like these funny scenes where you know like a whole bunch of people get murdered in the first ten minutes of the movie or whatever, and it's all in kind of like humorous ways. Like that's just that's kind of who he's always been, and so all of the stuff that they've been doing where he's you know supposed to be taking over the new DC slate, um, like maybe, but I. I I don't know if if he's going to end up being the right guy for that. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I hope it does well. I hope that the Superman movie is good. I hope that it's well written. I and the casting looks all right. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Millie uh, Alcock that's going to play yes. uh, Supergirl? Great. Seems like a good decision. Um, and I, I hope I hope save so. The superhero genre, so to say, and DC. And their superhero films, yeah. it's probably going to be James Gunn. I, I mean, maybe so, man. I don't know. The thing is, is it's like I don't think it's one person. I I think that if they're not, and and again, the biggest, and we've talked about this in the past. The biggest thing that worries me about that is that they aren't doing a traditional route with it because James Gunn likes quirky stuff. He likes to yep. find the weird, like authority. You know what I mean? Like he likes to find that that weird stuff mm-hmm. and make these kind of like off the wall type movies and that's not good when you're trying to kind of go the route of well we need to reboot this but what you really need is your superman batman wonder woman flash green lantern and then throw in a couple extra characters like that aren't getting pro- like primary movies but they're maybe the, for a justice league movie that comes down the line you're going to need them um that that's kind of what you need. And they it's just such a mess right now that I like I said, I 
want it to be good. I hope that it's good. I would honestly just love if they were making good movies and not trying to do this massive shared world anymore. Um, I Just give me a good Batman movie that doesn't have a fourth act. You know, give me... I would love to have a Superman movie that isn't just cynical, you know? Yeah. I, I, and we, it, it, oh, exactly. It, it's just make a singular good movie, right? And then from there, if it does well and it's a good movie, build off of it from there. Right. You don't have to map out this 10-year plan. Just start small, do a Superman movie. Then if that does <laughs> small, well, yeah. do a Batman movie yeah yeah just i i think like i just mean in the scope of no no shared five projects at one at one time no shared universes give us superman give us batman um you know they i don't know if you remember but the iron man the first iron man movie like the whole thing with samuel jackson at the beginning of that i don't think they actually had a real plan for that at the beginning it was just supposed to be like a little homage type thing um, mm-hmm. and then as Marvel began to blow up, uh, I'm not sure I'd have to, I, I'd have to go back and see if I can find any information about it, but they, um, you know, I don't know when they decided like, oh, we actually are going to do an Avengers movie, you know, yeah. it was now I think Captain America was the one where they te- they did the teaser at the end for Avengers. If I remember correctly, that was a really long time ago at this point. Um, but yeah, man, they just need they need the right people for these projects. And they need in their own movies, they need to give them some creative freedom um, to make stuff. I, I'll say this, like aesthetically fit the projects. And then if you're yeah. going to do something with like a team up, then that probably needs its own uh, look and feel as well. Um, versus making everything kind of look and feel the same and all of the humor and dialogue all feels really the same, you know? Uh, yeah. that, that, Marvel, that Marvel machine, as time went on, really, it's just like, oh, okay, we got more of this. And I think for, for a while that was fine to some degree because at least the quality was decent. Um, but after a while... It became formulaic. formulaic. Yeah. It's like, I have a blue... Ford F one fifty. You have a red, oh, right? Ford F one fifty. There's maybe a, a few little green. differences. Yeah, <laughs> your technology exactly. packages are going to be a little different. Um, yeah, where where nothing's really that unique to each individual movie. Yeah, as the course of time went went on. Yeah, but, they they really stopped um, feeling unique after a while. Um, and then of course, like nowadays, it it just they've really started headed in the other direction and it you know i keep hearing like oh they're trying to change course they're trying to change course and i just don't see it yeah you know um but i i digress on that um uh welcome everyone to uh episode 162 of the underground uh we are going to be talking about halo episode one and two today um i Got a little surprise when I actually sat down to start watching episode one because I didn't know that there were two episodes out. Um, and did uh, you like my uh, text message back when you said that? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Are you ready to just kind of get into it? Yeah, man. All let's, right. Let's let's get into episode one. You uh, 
Do you have the, the, the I, I video do. for me? I do. Uh, here we go. Opening scene, Joseph. Do I need to... Oh, I need to share the, the thing with you. But do you remember how the first episode opens? Uh, you can see it on uh, the live stream currently while I uh, send you yes. the link for... With uh, old Master Chief. What's he, Master uh, Cheeks. Yeah, Master Cheeks. I mean, first off, I got to say, I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to beat a dead horse i'm not gonna what's this what's the saying i forget the specific phrasing but <laughs> right now but my rating for episode one and two is a zero out of ten there's no master cheeks we didn't oh, get a master yeah. cheek baby i mean it's those are things that are fond memories from season one you know i was i was hoping that at the very least um because to be honest i don't remember her name but and, and we'll get into that part pretty quickly but the uh, the woman that he saves at the beginning, I was like, oh great. Well, if at least at least if he sleeps with someone this year, she's on the same team, uh, <laughs> and not the literal enemy. Which, by the way, that plot point is just completely forgotten in the show. And it's a, a and and we can probably talk about it a little more later on because I'm sure I'll bring it back up. But it's a very weird thing to me that this show. Um, just like completely forgot about that. And so we've will cuz people will be like, "Oh, well, why are you nitpicking blah blah blah?" But the thing the thing is is like the episode or like season 2 isn't made in a bubble. Season 1 is what builds up to season 2. So you have to still take into consideration the things that happened in the first season. And no one who is on the opposite side of Master Chief and anything that's going on in this show so far um, has brought up the fact that he slept with the enemy. Yeah. It's such an easy thing to be like, no one's listening to you anymore, and you're grounded because you did that thing. They're all just like, oh, you're probably crazy, you know. And it's like this is so annoying. Like it's so annoying. Oh, also, just just to say it because we'll get to it. But like, I I also am tired of this show and and their like obsession with like the slimy evil British guy. Oh yeah, it's just like really we're doing this again, yeah. you know. And because he, he's not subtle at all, um, and we'll get to it. But that, yes, yeah, so I, I guess for me, nuts. it's and, and trying to think is season two better than season one. I would have to say, Whoopsies. sorry. I mean, where are you at right now? Because there's there's a piece of me that maybe. wants, yeah, there's a piece of me that wants to be like. Those first two episodes are a little better. Like the yeah. the, it's like I, I, the, I, I, this is this is what I mean. This is the reason. This is the main reason why because I actually think that the showrunner attempted to make this more to implement more things from the Halo video games and I guess the books too. I'm not familiar with the books or graphic novels or whatever they are, but at least there was more elements of that. Yeah, and I actually thought it was funny. Like. Uh, uh, I thought it was funny how Barry McCurry, uh, let me make sure that's his correct name, but the guy that did the musical score for the Rings of Power, yeah, he did the score for season two of Halo, and I thought it was funny because I thought that actually the the score the was great and reminiscent of the the main screen in the Halo video game when you got to that point and. But I also thought it was funny that, hey, McGeary, your 
music is great again in another show. The good news is, is like your music's great. The bad news is, it's another bad TV show that yeah. it's great in. <laughs> well, and that's the biggest thing, man. Is like I'm just never going to remember a score from a terrible television show or movie. Yeah, it's it becomes unimportant at that point. I, I, re- I think it's Barry McCreary. I'm looking it up, but because um, the ultimately like the music is supposed to elevate the visuals, you know. Yeah, bear, it's Bear McCreary. Yeah. Okay. And, like, why would I want to listen to something that reminds me of the Rings of Power? <laughs> I sent you the I sent you the Watch watch Together link, by the way, okay, on Discord. Perfect. But, yeah, so I think this is mainly for, I do think there was a better effort of trying to implement more things, more ideas from the source material or from, for, from the video games. And then, well, uh, and I, I, I think I like the more... Man, I don't, because I don't. I, I think I, the first scene is good, but I think the yeah. second scene with the Covenant isn't that good. So, uh, but I do like the the horror element and, and more kind of it's, darker aspect they went. Because yeah. you could tell with season two, the budget was not as big as it was for season one. Everything's more confined. There's less open spaces, and it's this is supposed to be. They're trying to do a soft reboot, but they still keep plot points and characters around that they had legitimate reason they could have easily just wrote them off and i just think that this show still fundamentally doesn't understand their audience and their target demographic quite truly i think it would have been a better idea to get greta gerwig to do this because i think at least you can say with greta with every single freaking movie she does at least she makes them for her target audience women yeah yeah, like, I don't. I don't know who the target audience for this is because so let if we're talking about it's this, a soap opera. Yeah, and it's it's like a it's it's like a bad military drama. Um, it's a bad military soap opera without really any of the military aspects. I mean, they could have well, easily have just looked at Band of Brothers and done that. They could have implemented ideas from Starship Troopers. Uh, dude, all they I had. Mean, we've talked. We talked about this during uh, the first season. All they needed to do was uh, work, do the novels, just recreate the novels yeah. and stick as closely because people loved those. And I, and if we went, I, if I remember correctly, we we looked at the numbers um, during season one, and those those books sold pretty well. Um, now, also, this show is probably five to eight years too late. Um, they really needed to have a Halo movie or television show that came out. I would say during an era of television that was people were trying a little bit more, even if it was bad, you know, I mean, yeah. that was, well, the, they took risks. They took shots. Yeah. And, and that and was, I can respect that. That was the, the era of all of the like really trashy superhero shows on uh, CW. Oh yeah. When that stuff was, I, and it's a weird thing to say, but when it was kind of in its quote unquote prime, cause they were just pumping that stuff out. Um, you know, there was a, a lot going on and, and, and not, the CW stuff necessarily, but everything else, you know, you had Game of Thrones, you had, um, I mean, like Walking Dead was still relatively popular. Um, so it would have been the time to really get something genre specific like this out. Like Marvel was still in its its prime. Um, and now it, it's just fallen into the trap of a lot of these other shows, though. I'll say this. I, I'm typically so far, I've been typically less frustrated watching this than I have been with Echo, Silent Night, mm. maybe even Argyle to some degree. Um, 
Ooh, uh, that's a bridge too far for me. I you, think. Th- you think Argyle's better than this? I think Argyle may be better than this. I mean, Paramount I... should just change their name to Predictable um, because that's what all their content is. I don't know. I just I I, I, roll, mean, I roll my eyes at this a lot, but like Argyle was one of those things that like never shut up. You know what I mean? Like it it ju- it jumped multiple horses, and at least with this, like you can kind of follow it. Like it's not, I mean, you can follow it, but it's not good, the, but most of the plot points don't make any, don't have much weight to the over, to the main plot. And so, <laughs> like, and, and so it's like, it's, if you cut down with episode one and episode two, there's a lot you could cut out okay, and so, well, have a really tight singular episode sure. that accomplishes the same thing. And in my mind, it's always better to have a a twenty to thir- a fifteen to 20, thirty minute episode that works out great, right? That I well, I'm with you. You're on, moving along, yeah. Versus, I'm with you on that. versus a forty five to fifty minute episode that just lingers because you're trying to hit yeah. a certain mark. That first, like, make that make that script tighter. Out, outside of the first. 15 well, minutes of the first episode there really wasn't much else to write home about it's and weird you're talking well, about two hours well here's the thing it's like the the biggest problem with all of that is that there is a lot of wasted time um i i mean i didn't even recognize Quan until someone was like quad quad well it was weird man like she just looks so different from season one at Man, uh, for a when minute, they said the glass ma- magical, I was like, Quan's gone. Uh, I, I know, but I guess she wasn't there. And and I don't have a ton. I, I kind of wish I had scanned through the first season a little bit. Because um, there's stuff that I do remember from it, but there's a lot of things at this point that I'm like, uh, like, where was Quan was at the end of that season? Like, yeah. what? Okay. But yeah, man, so I, I think, yeah, I think the opening is, is fine. And I really... W- I, this is the problem, and, and this is probably what you were saying, like what you were saying with the budget, is that, and I feel like they they use their entire budget in that first fifteen minutes, and that's why everyone's walking around, and we just get this sort of like bad military drama for the next two episodes for the most part. Um, and we'll get into the second episode because that's where some of yeah. the stuff we just the the beginning of the second episode when Quan is like running around is the point where I went like, well, I guess this Halo TV show is back on form because it. There's a lot of stuff in it that you're like, this is ridiculous that this is happening. Like, I, yeah. And well, I do want to say this. Yeah. I, I think them taking the military drama aspect, aspect a route, right? Taking that route, yeah. military drama. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just they don't execute it well. No. And, I, it, and, it, and, and not having a good vision and outline of, of, how, of how to accomplish that. Yeah. And even in this opening scene, it's when you're thinking about th- things, this this whole setting, right? You have the Spartans there, and I think it's great. They're trying to get rid of that whole, um, what was it in the back, their back of the skull, the freaking... Oh, their little, like, uh, pill thing that was in there. Pill thing. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what. They, they say it in here somewhere. Yeah, they're trying to get rid of that uh, whole thing, and, and now he, Vanek, is like, yeah... I, I watch Animal Planet now. That's you know what I do, and so there there are certain 
it's still they're trying they're trying filled with cringe <laughs> dialogue yeah but even with master chief says i'm gonna go scout the communications tower because we're not getting anything over there I- i'm just gonna go ahead and talk about this kai's like i can't see him and i'm thinking okay you're in a trillion dollar suit right you mean to tell me Ain't nobody got thermal on there that could easily see him through that fog. Yeah, it's weird that they don't have the tech for that. I'm with you on that. I thought because uh, I thought nobody thought about that in this scene. It, it, it's again things like that. To me, can ruin a scene. And then he gets there to the well. That that sniper that sniper definitely should have had some sort of thermal thing on it for sure but even their hel- oh, their helmets like this is supposed to be a highly advanced like military culture um and which Spartans hey, are the elite units i'll give i'll give this scene props to with the uh this woman or whatever where you have uh someone uh, again it's the little like trying to pull the details out to 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 be like hey good job on your little focus in this point of being like Here's an older woman who has been uh, taken off of multiple planets. Um, that this group of this group of people has done this to her at least one time before, and she's like she's over it. She's like, I don't care if you're right, I don't care if you're wrong. Is like you took me away from my home, uh, and I'm not gonna let you do it again. Um, and that that kind of like butting of heads, like that was something that the idea of like I I, I never found this version. Um, uh, and forgive me because I'm already forgetting. I, I did this last time when we reviewed this. The uh, like Master Chief and in, in, in all of his folks. The what is it? The UN is it UN UNSC UNSC. Yeah, their whole uh, culture, because that's really what it is, um, is uh, very authoritarian. Like they, they they will use military force to get people to do whatever they want. Um, and so to have a and there should be more of this, and it's probably what the show should have been more focused on from the beginning, um, is normal people constantly being moved off of planets or whatever because of the actions of the UNSC. Um, and the whole well, thing with the Covenant and the reason like the Covenant are out here doing this, there needs to be some blame from the UNSC because you need that dramatic implication of like, Master Chief is the hero of our story, but there are these things that are either outside of his control because of who he like who he is, um, and and he is sort of he is a soldier like he doesn't he follows orders he's not really supposed to be the one who's you know and you can build up to sort of like what they were doing where he's like okay I can't listen to these people anymore because they're gonna end up killing way more people um, and you have the stuff with Fall of Reach and you have the guy who we'll see later um, who's taking. Uh, evil lady from season one uh oh what's her name uh, halsey halsey thank you um you have her whole deal uh and so there's like bits of it and i think the biggest problem with the show is like all of it doesn't feel interconnected to me it feels very like here's the slice here here's the slice here here's the slice here but i don't i'm not getting like that interconnected woven story um where everything sort of leading up to reach, mm-hmm. uh, they they all sort of feel just like different stories to me right now. Yeah, just yeah, very they, disconnected. Um, that's a great way to put it. I agree. Although I think 
I thought this opening scene was stupid because it was implicated or I think either directly stated or implied that the UNSC was moving them because the Covenant were glassing planets. And so I was like, yeah, lady, of course. Well, they're trying to save you. That's not so and, hang, hang on, because that's not okay. that's not really the point. I don't disagree. What I'm saying is, is that there is this little bit of drama in there because from their perspective, they're just mo- they're they're just moving them. So like I. I imagine, like, yeah, they're moving them because they're glassing the planets, and they actually are trying to save them. And this is where the problem comes in, where it's like, okay, we need, we need the drama to be something where the the UNSC has made these mistakes in the past and relocated these people for different reasons, and people are just tired of it because that that's sort of oh, the implication. Yeah. Like, it it seems like oh okay yeah so where maybe, it's like up in the air to maybe the covenant aren't really glassing the planet and like even there's that uncertainty there even if they're doing it this time like there's a better way to make all of this work but they're at least attempting because they did it in I I, I want to say there was a little bit of it like glimpses of it in the first season um, but you're not supposed to look at the uh, the UNSC as like a uh a righteous organization right like they're not they're doing a lot of things that are not right like they steal kids you know it's like all of their like military stuff ultimately is and and uh the sort of like politicking that goes on behind the scenes like a lot of that is what's supposed to lead to the fall of reach like there there was a chance like if this had been done by better people to get close at the very least to like a game of thrones level uh plot so, and you could have had the military drama, and you could have spent a lot of time uh, with Master Chief and his crew, and and so you have Master Chief and his crew. Say, like, uh, put it. Let's look at it this way. So, you have these different stories that are taking places in different parts of the Halo universe. You have a lot of the military stuff and the drama that's going on there, and the politicking that's happening there. Very like Game of Thronesy. You have what is going to make a lot of fans happy, where like Master Chief and his team are out, they're doing missions, and then like as time goes on, these things begin to uh, cross paths more and more. You know, something goes wrong on Master Chief's end. Maybe somebody dies, or maybe something affects him. Um, and we get Master Chief as kind of the hero there, but, like, he doesn't have to be directly involved in all of this, like, well, basically what we get after the first 15 minutes of episode one, where it's, like, everyone's just standing around, and it's, like, holy smokes, man, like, this isn't even Halo anymore, you know? It's, like, it's so, like, it was so boring listening to these people just, like, you know, it's, like, oh, Master Chief's getting gaslit, uh, you know, one of the Spartans has like an she has like an riz. She's got like an injury or something like that, and she like refuses to deal with it. But it's like again, advanced society. She's a Spartan. Do they not have ways to help her with these things? And and she's like, oh, I don't want anyone else to know because you're not supposed to show weakness. It's like, but you're like, this is like hurt, hurt. Well, now now she can show weaknesses because uh, she has the pellet out, and so she can show uh, her. DGs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and they're totally fine. Oh, I mean, it's it's not too early this to talk about that. This military elite unit, these Spartans, will I with or without that pellet? It's they don't care. It, it, I more so imagine, in a sense, in a similar vein, Master Chief is similar to Geralt of Rivia, right? In the sense sure. of that's not a emotionally. bad that's not a bad uh, connection because they're taken away as children. They're basically trained to be killers. 
and they they you know they they work for the realm if you will or you know this unsc is like kind of a similar thing they control a lot so you can still have that aspect of master chief being the hero and being this military guy you take you should have never done that whole pellet thing but you could start to explore in little subtle ways of the emotional impact all of you know from his childhood on has had on him and how you know maybe there's there's certain corruption and politicking he's witnessing to where uh he's seeing that hey you know what maybe my uh country right my my military leaders aren't who they say they are and yeah. they're not as virtuous as they've led on to be yeah and maybe that allows him to start questioning things that happened in his past and then like you have season one to where you're seeing a bit like you're establishing who he is and then maybe maybe you start to see you know uh outside of the stoic kind of character uh you know bits and pieces of his emotions emotion coming through and then season two picks up on that more again not to where you get to the point to where he's this emotional man because he's still this spartan elite the elite of the elite oh, right not what he is in these first two episodes where he's like dude they start off and he cries oh bro he's like crying over cortana it's just like i'm just like i don't like i would i i think if we weren't reviewing this i would have turned it off uh by the point he was like sitting because i is that see is that episode one where he's like sit it's the end of episode one right where he's like sitting in that weird room with the robe the uh, the like lady and she turns into like a weird off-brand cortana (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that Blade Runner scene. He goes uh, into the yeah, yeah. The, oh. the hooker. I think it's called the hooker place. Is that it's, what it's? So a, it's uh, I, that. I don't know. It's basically. I got the impression that it was a uh, Cortana hooker. Okay, uh, that's the that's the best way I know how to say. It's so it. weird, um, dude. Like, what a weird. <laughs> so uh, he goes and he stands the user to get his a uh, <laughs> emotional dopamine. <laughs> yeah. It, Oh man, and that's the thing is like this the episode. So, hey, I, hey, I, I was going David, like if you if you ever feel like you're dumb and bad about yourself, just think about that scene and somebody oh, bro. I'm yeah. I don't worry. My self esteem is is totally fine as far as like. It, but here's the thing: it's not that even that somebody wrote it. That's fine. I, I don't the, the writer. It's that all the other people it got through, and no one said, "Hey, this is kind of weird." Yeah, this is not. I just don't understand why they're doing like Master Chief doesn't. We don't need to have like an emotionally vulnerable Master Chief. No, we just don't need no. it. It's not not, not not to this extent. Because here's the thing, this man. The this show this show isn't fun. That's what that's a lot of I think what's missing too is that like you can have sort of this because this everything that's going on in Halo in general is pretty dark, but like this era of Halo. Uh, leading up to Reach, Reach, and even, you know, Halo 1, maybe some of the other ones too, but, like, it's a dark story, you know? It's not supposed... Like, people are getting completely wiped out. Like, groups of people are getting completely wiped out. They're genociding planets, and at the same time, it's like, they're... The levity in this is, like, like, Master Chief taking on the Covenant. Like, that's a thing that's like, yeah, dude, get him, right? And then you have the drama as well of, like, man, Master Chief isn't just to get up against the Covenant. He's also up against, like, his own people as well and trying to to, to save them. Um, 
but I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it seems as if the writers were doing their their best to not write about the what's at stake with the covenant just taking everything over. Like this really, yeah. I mean, you got all these planets that are being glassed. I mean, you know, reaches about and be, be invaded. And I get what they're trying to do. I, On one hand, I understand the perspective they're trying to come from right. in the sense of having the covenant sneak on reach and having these incompetent military leaders. But on the other end, it doesn't work because it's like, okay, you have talked about the covenant glassing all these planets. You would think with all of these events happening that and with, and with where humanity is at, everything would be heightened yeah. and the main forefront plot would be we are facing annihilation. Right. And, and it, you would have one side of it where there's the warning of annihilation. And then you have the other side of it, which is this new guy that's come in. Who's like, he's just continuing to try to, um, downplay it, downplay it. And, you know, uh, he's, he's really only worried about his career, if you will. Um, and you can make that work. Um, this show doesn't do it very well, and because yeah. it's not convincing, they haven't they haven't set it up well enough. Where it's like, he, you know, uh, he ne- the characters in this need to be uh, they need to be more subtle. Like subtlety is a problem with this show for sure, um, because the idea being that like the instead of trying to gaslight Master Chief into just like, oh, you're crazy. It's like, oh, no, Master Chief. Like, I believe you. Like, let me send Cobalt to do you. It's like, you you have had, like, a lot of rough things. Like, obviously, you would have had to get rid of the whole thing where he sleeps with McKee in the first season. Because um, yeah. that's already a massive blow uh, to the show for me. Is like, you can't... His credibility. His credibility, the credibility of everyone around him who, like, even the people who are trying to stop him, you literally just have to be like, you can't trust him because he slept with the enemy. That's that yeah. end of story, right? Like that's the logical conclusion of what you would do if you need to ground Master Chief. Um, and of course, Master Chief wouldn't have done that to begin with. So it's it's all pretty stupid. Um, hey, uh, there is some feedback coming through on a urine. Okay. Uh, by the way, just to let you know. that's fine. There's just not a lot I can do about that right now. Okay. No, that's cool. I but that I, I, I agree. I think some way being able to fix what happened in season one. I don't even know if you even try to fix it. If you just completely forget about it and just hard reboot probably would have been a better idea than doing a soft reboot. I think they could have, they had them talking about glassy magical. You get rid of the whole Quan thing. Yeah. Uh, you get rid of the whole Mackie thing. Why they will get to it, but why they brought her back in this um, seemingly at least. Uh, Cause she was shot dead at the end of uh, the last episode. Or right. Episode, and I had, one. I had forgotten and, and, about that until they, I was like, Oh yeah, that did happen. And you're like, but I think we had said too, like, well, she's probably not dead. And now we, yeah, we, know, we, it, we get the confirmation that, that that's the case. That would have been the perfect way to not have to worry about her again. Because again, yeah. it brings back the whole thing. Why are the covenant even but, listening? To but her? Dude, Why does she even matter? How is master chief going to simp for her and Cortana? in this season if she's dead you know hey man we won't get our master chief baby if she doesn't He's, come back oh dude master chief baby we're still hoping for it guys come on yeah. we need to sell them plushies you know yeah, you're right it's zero as out of, uh, zero out of ten season if we get no master chief baby so you know exactly i'm helping them out they got merchandise right there i mean think yeah. about Think about it, but it's just uh, how he wears a little Master Chief helmet all the time, you know, and he doesn't have to take his helmet off. 
Dude, the kid, dude, can you believe it? That the kid from the the pirate colony wore a helmet more in the first two episodes than Master Chief did. Like, how insulting. It's so funny. People act as if you can't wear a helmet and have a successful TV show. And it's like, well, somebody could use the argument, because I can't think of every TV show right now. But let's just assume, hypothetically, that no TV show has ever been successful like that. Yeah. doesn't mean you can't have, have that happen right now. Yeah, them. you just have to... So, you have to... Take risks. It, not only that, but it's it's you have to have someone who's willing to be like, all right, Master Chief can't take his helmet off. How do we make this work? Yeah, it, That's it, all you even, have to do. Because I do think it's, uh, to my understanding... Um, integ- it's important to his characters, and so integral. I think is the word you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's integral to his character. But I was also trying to say that I I think there's a way to where you could do it to where it makes more sense of him taking off his helmet in certain aspects, but. I think bringing in people who know how to write and craft this show to, as you said, to where he doesn't take his helmet off is the better way. At least, at least for the first few seasons or something season one. But the problem with even season one is that even when he took his helmet off, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, season one was littered with, uh, with problems. And in this scene right here, you know, he goes to investigate and the comms team fires at him. And he's like, hey, you know, friendly or whatnot, I'm, I'm here. And uh, he said, I didn't know that was, what does he say? He said, or the, the lady says, sorry, I didn't know you were there. Uh, this comms team. And then he says, uh, I know he, did, she doesn't introduce herself as calm. He says, hold fire. And what does she say? I want to get it right. Communications team. No, she said something before that separated. about her firing. There was something about her firing. And then uh, he says something to the extent of, I could tell you're the communications team. Right. And I thought he was going to say, I could tell because you're a woman. Paramount <laughs> um, wouldn't do that, but that would have no. been hilarious if he would have said that. It definitely, yeah, it would have been funny. In that's this... not true at all. That's one of those things. Anybody can shoot a gun. So that's a perfect right. time. And be great at shooting a gun. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. So that's a uh, that's I a great time to make a, j- a joke like that. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't like the fact that, again, the Marines are treated like really stupid in this. Yeah. Um and and completely well, they, useless. Hey, well, they are Marines, aren't they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh boy. Yo, you can e- y'all can email Joseph about that one. Um. <laughs> I, I it's it's kind of a similar problem of like okay so I I don't need them to be like elite soldiers I have to admit though it would be nice if every once in a while a group of them could at least take out one enemy yeah. you know they they just they're just more because competent. this is the yeah this is I I'm pretty sure we had this problem in the first season where it was like they're just so incompetent and I I well, I, I don't well, want I don't want the I, I, there are certain things that I think the show needed to set up, and and we're talking about like world building with this and creating sort of um, believable scenarios. So I, I would look at it. I, I keep thinking about Starship Troopers whenever we we have the show because 
it makes sense to me um, that the the military, like everybody, is pretty much in the military for the most part. Or like mm-hmm. the military is basically open to whoever wants to join. They really don't care. You know, you're really a body to them. But I also think that like when you have the Spartan program and you have what the the UNSC does to them, uh, their normal uh, Marines are gonna be good too. Yeah, not as good. Yeah, they're not like science experiments, but at the same time, like they're going to be decently trained in what they do, and everyone just still seems really incompetent. Yep. Even um, the communications team, yeah, you know, will be yeah. decently trained at shooting, not fumbling around. Oh, I've never used a gun before. You just point and this way, and, it, and you pull this I'll, trigger, and it goes bang, bang. Yeah, like, and, that's and, ex- essentially what they're and this, what they're like. This part where like they're all good. Like I don't really, and and I guess when I say a lot of this stuff is like trying to pick out little things that are kind of working. Like the whole the whole thing where the team's getting picked off and he goes back to back with one of them. Like there's something about this that I do kind of like, because um, it's like it's Master Chief like interacting with these these other characters, you know. It, it's and this it is... adds to sto- it adds little story elements to him on the the battlefield, you know. Um, and then this it... is exactly what should be going on to where I think the best way to have done this show would be. Uh, you you essentially have your mission of the week. I could see that. I also think that the it would have been way better. And I don't know if we mentioned this in in a previous season or in the previous season, but like him having a marine that is sort of the um uh, the like us as the viewers, like that's kind of the character who is like our we're getting a lot of the emotional impact of things that are going on through their eyes. Yeah, that would have worked better than Quan. Like, Quan has been, well, she's in, I don't know what's going on with her. Like, we'll, we can get to that in a little bit. But um, I was kind of like, oh, like, maybe that's what they're going to be doing. Like, maybe, you know, he's going to he's gonna save her and she'll have, um, you know, sort of, she'll be impacted by Chief, you know? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm desperate, dude, for, like, some character development, for some, some interesting interactions with, um, characters and like of course we don't really get that and she, after he saves her she basically is just a pawn that gets set up by uh, the UNSC for their own purposes yeah um, and it's kind of funny because she didn't have her she didn't have a weapon on her so she had to pick up a weapon and then it's yeah, you know, funnier how Covenant went, ran right past her oh dude she's so lucky easily could have easily just slashed her reminded me of that yeah. scene from The Witcher, where Geralt could have just easily killed that dude as he was running by, uh, yeah. just sliced off his head. That could have easily happened to her, this, but nope. I, the plot demands for her to stay because of the later. They need of her the later. Next yeah. episode, and they can't. They can't work out. And this is this is something that happens a lot with writing, and this is where you run into these scenarios that don't work right. Is that they um they just refuse to have. They're like, well, she has to survive, so like she survives. That, and then, oh, they you know they the all of these elites who have been picking all these people off one by one just happen to not take her out. You know, um, she's like sh- it's just real convenient. She's su- it's plot it's it's really bad plot armor. Like plot it armor is. doesn't always have to be bad. Like of course, like Master Chief, your main characters, they're gonna have plot armor. The biggest thing is that you have to make it believable that they're gonna survive these scenarios. And the more often that you don't make that. Um, a priority where like master chief obviously he he's very well trained he's superhuman in a lot of ways 
Um, I think some of this fight is crazy to me that he doesn't have to actually see them from the front, and he's just, like, ducking under their swords. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> he says he can smell them. I'm like, bro, I'm like, isn't that okay. suit, like, environmentally sealed to where, because they can go in the space. What you, well, you probably can't even smell your own farts in it. And he doesn't have Cortana anymore, and she was a part of why he was so good at that. So there's... There's some problems with this, but at the same time, I'm there's part of me that's like, well, I'm just kind of glad that we're at least getting him shooting yeah. some some baddies, you know, and some covenants it, in there. And he's I actually not crying. It. He's not dealing with stupid politics or being naked. Like it's just all right. You should have just done it wearing his helmet. Yeah. It, oh, dude, just his <laughs> helmet. The tears on the outside of the lens, you know, would have been great. You your master cheeks. I, I, I only had time to put on my helmet. Dude, he just like walked. It was so. I mean, obviously, it's way too jokey for the show. But like, he's wearing normal like uh, clothes, and he still just got his helmet on everywhere he goes. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, but I do like the end of the end of this to where he's protecting her because you know, uh, you know, she had to survive, even yeah. though there was a million instances she would have died. There's and ways that they could have. Uh, they literally could have set it up so where like she gets injured. And he basically has to stay in proximity of her, defending her from the elites until, like, yep. that whole scenario happens. But, again, it's real stupid. It's, it's still stupid to some degree because, you know, uh, the I, now I'm wondering if this is Arbiter. I'm, th- I'm thinking it is. And I think the reason why uh, he was allowed to live is because at the end of the second episode, he says when he kills those when I think it was the arbiter again. It's something about him not being honorable, like an honorable yeah, killing, an honorable killing, and yeah. considering like Chief had already killed so many of the Covenant forces, and now it's, you know he's guarding over the wounded soldier. I can see that aspect. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think know some if the of the writers thought of that. No, I also think it's really dumb because this guy just took out like thirty of your dudes, so killing him is definitely honorable at this point. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's it's that's so a good point. Dumb. I think corrected. Yeah, it's just kind of dumb. And then like it, it it's the a cool biggest, scene though. It looks pretty. Uh, there are some decent like lighting decisions that they, that they made. Um, but they hide. That's my Marvel argument. Yeah. Well, the fog, the fog, and all of this is to hide how cheap the CG is. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and, and hey, hey, listen again. I'm fine with that. Like I don't, I don't mind that. I don't yeah. mind. This is obviously season two is made on a lower budget. I don't mind it being more confined. Just write it well. Yeah, I'm. A, That's yeah, what I it can, needs to be. It's write it well. I can, I can live deal with, with the that. more gritty, like horror kind of more uh, uh, ambiguous kind of tone to the fighting. Yeah, but just write it better. Um, you know, I mean, this reminds me of the Game of Thrones uh, season eight, episode three, to where you know, yeah. Hey, that fight sequence in episode three, it looked pretty, but it was dumb strategy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. It made absolutely no sense. And we've, so this this kind of makes doesn't make uh, any sense either. Right. And unfortunately, and, and we've talked about it a little bit, but I, I think a lot of what's oh, this is pause this is paused. That's why we're not getting anything new. Um, a lot of what's happening in with like lack of strategy in these shows or whatever is is We've entered the age of content where shoveling out um, television shows and movies is more important than making them good. Good. So that's just what they do. Um, and ever and there's enough people out there that are just going to be like, mm, please just give me, you know, shovel this content into my head. Um, 
you know, more so than, uh, oh, whoops, let me mute this. Than, like, me and you. Yeah, than being like, well, we're going to actually, because, like, Halo deserves, dude, honestly, Halo deserves, all, like, uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, it, it deserves this, a similar treatment, I think. Um, I, I think that it's a, it's a really, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in it, and this is not what we should have gotten. Um, I, no. I think it, in a lot of ways, man, it just comes back to being like, it's just really disrespectful. Um, it's a cash grab, or it was like their attempt to have like some sort of major IP in their wheelhouse. Paramount, Paramount's going downhill for sure. Um, yep. And I, I bad dude, management. I, I hope that sometime in the future that we actually get uh, an interesting, sh- uh, an interesting Halo series or series of movies. Um, you know, you could easily do a a, a prequel. Uh, trilogy and then move into Halo 1, 2, and 3 um, yep. and then maybe stop after that because uh, it, it starts kind of not being so great story-wise um, from what I remember. Well, after uh, back in the day, Peter Jackson was supposed to direct some movies or a movie for Halo but because of his cut and his studio's cut that they wanted, the uh, stu- the other studio ended up saying, no, we're not moving forward. But I think that would have been a great job. Now, when I saw, I don't know, when I saw that shower scene, I was like, "Come on, me come too. on now." I know, me too. Me too. They know. Maybe don't it, let me down. Maybe they're just teasing us. So they have to wait till later <laughs> episodes. No, even better. This is how you do it, David. He's in the shower, and it scans down, and uh, uh, his helmet is just covering. Oh, it's it. like right in the way. That'd be funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still saying like he should have had his helmet on in this scene. He should, and you know, just his helmet. Um, yeah. it's so it would have been so funny dude but at this point i, I just like me memeing the show would have been if if, if they if pablo got. yeah if pablo would have came out and like the showrunners been like all right guys you want him wearing his freaking helmet we're gonna make him wear his helmet oh, like every, every episode it would have been great <laughs> if they could at least have done a cut of episode one where in all of these scenes um he, they did the exact same scene over again but he's got his helmet on in every yeah. uh in every uh in every scene it funny you know I, I i understand it's integral to his character him wearing his helmet i'm i'm more willing to forgive it if a show is written well although i still don't agree with it right i think there's it, a way to less of use... it if you're going to do it don't make it 45 minutes of your hour long first episode yeah and cuz there's all dude there's i mean and, and and to be honest like it's that is more on the side of like you could call it fan service or like being respectful to the fans but there are a lot of other things at least from a story perspective in this that are just even worse um, well i mean i think it's important to pay fan service right and be respectful to the fans that's like with our five nights of freddy review i said hey it's totally great to yeah. make a movie for the fans that's exactly what should happen with every movie and tv show etc but can't. you want to but you want to still make it a good movie yeah. and make it and write it well. And so, and, and if you do that and you do it for the fans, it's going to attract that general larger audience yeah. as well. If it's written well and yeah. done well. And, five and Nights, that's the thing with go five nights obviously did well like that. It's got a built in fan base. It was going to do yeah. well, even if it was, you know, a massive pile of doo doo. Um, it still would have made a ton of money if you just had the, the right imagery in there and, all of the little like fan servicey things that 
listen, Five Nights isn't exactly like highbrow. No, you know no. what I mean. But, but it could be elevated Halo, by a good story, though. I think is really what we're trying to get at. Yeah, and and here in Halo, again, it's forty five minutes with him with his helmet off, and yeah. it just comes across as distasteful and not and not caring. And it, yeah, um, even and, though I would say they're more caring in this season so far than season one of the source material the fans mm. at least this showrunner is in certain ways at least there um, it seems like there is more effort being put into what they're doing now it's still not helping a lot no um but yeah i i see where you're coming from with that um but yeah man so we have our new um head Halsey character our new so Halsey character yeah do you remember what his name is uh I don't know, Jack. Let's just call him Jack. Yeah, we'll just call him Jack. Anyway, <laughs> he's just he's he's new he's new slimy British evil British guy. Yeah. Who will get his comeuppance by the end of the season more than likely. That's what he's here yeah, to whatever do. Whatever happened to the British guy he, in the last? He season, died. Do you remember? He died. Oh, he did. Yeah, he gets killed. Okay. I think Quan kills him. Okay, I couldn't remember. It was either that or maybe an elite kills him. I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, he died. He dies, and I was a little disappointed because I like that actor, and I was kind of hoping maybe he he would you know make it into the next season. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, so we get our little like slave trade because that's literally what this is. Even though none of them are cuffed, it, it, this is a weird scene, dude. Um, these evil. I mean, these like. We'll just say, like, morally gray, too evil, piratey folks on this colony. It's They're... James Ackerson. That's the guy's name. Oh, okay. From uh, that, season one. That's the character. No. Uh, oh, J- that character, the new boss. His name's James Ackerson. Okay. James. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. And then, to my understanding, he's from the graphic novels, and uh, and a lot of people. Uh, he actually read the graphic novels prior, and he to my understanding enjoys the games as well so that's actually nice at least one actor did that and i found it funny though how kai kept asking in this scene yeah who is that who 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 are you like yeah. three times two or three times i'm like bro we already it being asked the first time makes sense after that it's just like be quiet man just sometimes the writing just frustrates it's, me it's weird because again they are I don't care if they got their little, like, implants taken out or whatever. They're still in the military. There's still a certain amount of um, respect that's given to authority figures, even if you disagree with them. And, yeah, they've gone the direction. And I think this was a problem in the first one where, like, all of the characters, they took those chips out, and it's like now they're overly emotional. Mm. And you're like, I don't like this. And, uh, you know, we talked about um, Equilibrium. I think yes. when we about the the difference between these two movies where or you know that movie and the television show where there's a lot of um there's a lot of people uh or like they they are very similar the problem is is that in equilibrium it's done properly where it's like well there is a danger to letting people know that I have these emotions now and it's a it's a major uh, element of drama in that where in this now they're just talking about it like oh it's no big deal that they did that like nobody's upset about it like yeah, even 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 Ackerman is like he doesn't he obviously doesn't care because he doesn't bring it up and if he brings yeah. it up later on it's just poor writing because it's like dude why are we not covering this stuff you know yeah 
And I, I just, I kind of hate all these little plot elements that they put into it because it just, it makes the show more of a mess. It does. And I did not like that dystopian setting of that new planet we go to, the the rubble or whatnot. And I, it just, I know this is a Halo TV show and it's futuristic, but this just seemed, I don't know, out of place to me. Yeah. And I, I, and I just thought, like, her beating up that other criminal, I thought it was dumb because he's, like, twice her size. Oh, and that was so stupid. Dude. And, 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 it, it's you just know. like, it's just very clear, just, hey, we have to have the woman winning this. Uh, type of writing to me yeah like know. this guy who uh, allegedly is like you know a pretty bad dude and she just like manhandles him like it's no big deal and i'm just like and humiliates on, him and stuff like that and, and again it's, like, it's something uh, that's like it's worse because none of them are cuffed none of them have yes. they, there's nothing that's like keeping him from just absolutely destroying her um whereas like if he was chained up because he does it to look he does it to her right here where he gets he gets an advantage on her and like to like it should have pretty much been over but for some reason he doesn't and then she beats him and it's just stupid dude it's lazy um yeah i am i don't like this whole pirate colony plot point now I anyway don't it just it takes away as far as i'm concerned like it just kind of takes away from the story um, <laughs> so their plan to get soren right was to have this guy go to an indentured servitude auction. It's yeah. and then hopefully get picked up by Soren, right? And then lead Soren. Yeah, to, to get a, a to random get and, uh, ship and get arrested. We're jumping ahead a little bit with that, but like who who arrested him? Was was it the U, UNSC? Who gives a crap, dude? How long I, were those freaking soldiers there? I know, just hiding. Oh, so <laughs> pathetic, dude. They, they, the way they set that up just was not. It was. Dumb. And then, like, why was the guy? I know I'm jumping, no, but why good. was after Soren? Like, you would have think as soon as Soren went in there, they would have arrested him and grabbed him right away. Why did he continue to sell this story when he was at? I know, I know. And that that talk about like a, like I I think I'm just really tired of like over chatty characters in um yeah media um it's just not i don't know what it is but it's just not the whole like quirky thing where like when they're going through the spaceship and talking and we don't have to talk about this scene too much dude because it's really it's just dumb i I, the pirates every time the pirate stuff was on screen now with like soren i'm just like dude i don't care no Uh, i'm like this is they're not that interesting of characters at this point like if all of them get wiped out, then it's like, oh, oh well. Um, we get a little bit more drama with this, but this is what I was talking about before, where like they're just gaslighting Master. Like these scenes are basically here to gaslight Master Chief into thinking that he's insane and to set up Ackerman as evil British, like slimy evil British guy. Right. Like I, come on, dude. It's like, listen, I, I, I get that it's like a character from. Because people will use this as, like, excuses a lot, where it's like, oh, well, he's in the book. And it's like, well, is he like this in the book? Because he kind of sucks here. Like, he's super yeah. one-dimensional, and it's just like, his entire character is, like, he's trying to climb, quote-unquote, the corporate ladder, right? It's all about his career. I do find the actors acting to be some of the best in the show. Mm. It, like, I, I just don't, he doesn't have like a lot to actually... Maybe no, he doesn't. He, but he none doesn't of have them have to that work, work with, you know. So it's like yeah. I, it's hard for me to gauge because he's so one dimensional. Well, to be fair, none of them have anything to work with. That yeah, um, and I, I just like 
there's nothing that he is doing that separates him from anyone else. Like, I just, I find him annoying because he's, it's, it's obvious what he's doing, you know? Like, there's no, again, it was what I was saying before, it's like, there's no subtlety to it. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's, it's, on the nose. it's very it's very obvious. on the nose riding. Yeah. He's just ignoring all of this for his for some sort of political gain. But then again, I'm also like, I okay, his motive in doing what he's doing, like, what is it? And it's like, oh well, right. he's, it's 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 uh, he wants his career to move his career. It's like, okay, but why is what he's doing going to help his career more than dealing with the Covenant threat? Like, I. That's what I'm talking. You can see where I'm coming from. How is from it going to happen? Yeah. yeah How's what it is going to happen? What is his end game with all of it? Like, there has to be something. Is it just money? Is it just power? Um, did someone offer him something if he he lets a bunch of these planets get glassed? And are they trying to get rid of the Spartan program? Is that why he's doing? And you you see what I'm saying is like there. Yeah. What is that motivation? Like, what's driving him to basically do what he's doing with Master Chief? And like. Clearly, there's something going on with Halsey, right? Because we see, and I'm jumping ahead too, but we no, we, that's fine. We see later on that there's something there. Um, uh, there's something there. Uh, there's something going on with um with Halsey later on, and it's like okay, but again, like, why is he doing what he's doing if he uh, he has her? Is that was that the implication? Yeah, he, is that she's he, she's in cryo or whatever and he's he's putting her through some sort of simulation yeah okay i don't i don't i still don't exactly know why he has her and what the importance of that is yeah and what's the motivation behind that uh, however because the the writing of it just sucks in general because they're trying to play off you know she, they have these clones going in there talking with her and she's trying to extract all this information uh, in a very right. horrible written way, like oh, so there's a big room with big space and big window, and, yeah. oh, and, and, and I feel air on my skin. Yeah, pomegranate tree catch on fire, and you're like, because that happened, and I went, huh? And then I went, oh, she's in some sort of simulation. But then I'm thinking, like, well, now she knows that, so like, well, it's funny because they build up, mm -hmm. they they build James, like whoever is behind it, when you're assuming it's James, uh, that is a mystery, like. The, these clones keep dying because they're not going to reveal who he is. And yeah. then he just walks on in. Um, it's like, what's the point of that? What's the point of, like, this wasn't some big mystery. He just ended up walking in. I, I think, like, because Looney, you're in the, the troll room, was saying that he, he thinks uh, he's a good Ackerson. And I'm just going to defer that to y'all. Like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just be like, okay, cool. Like, I, my problem is with what they're doing writing-wise with this character because I just I need I need more from this. I I need less one dimension with a character in his position. Cuz there's clearly all, he there's all these things that he's trying to accomplish. Um but some sort of motive or some sort of hint at his motive in these first couple of episodes was really needed. Yeah. And it's kind of like all right, like he he's got a plan and I cuz I'm just I'm not a fan. This show's doing this a lot. This whole like mystery box crap. Where it like even that even that lady from the beginning of the episode where she looks at Master Chief and she's like I've seen your death like come to terms with uh like your faith or with God or whatever the case may be that like, there's things in there where I go oh that's cool but then it's like it's coming from a crazy lady who basically looked like she was about to jump into lava so like why would Master Chief take what she says seriously at all 
That's then, exactly what and, I thought because I was like, oh, brother, not another freaking shaman yeah. from freaking season one. And and the thing is, man, is like those elements of like, oh, Chief meets someone who is making him question sort of like his morality, where he's at in life. This stuff is fine. But the thing is, is again, you have to set it up properly. And then they just ignore it until the end of episode two where he goes to see um, that lady and her family. Yeah. And it's it's well, like you... – hmm. And even that, I'm like, why is he? Again, I just I don't care about that. Her specific plot point that Marine and how oh now she can't remember and he goes to see and she her. Knows, and, well, she knows. And, and and how does he? How does he even sneak out of that base with just a hoodie on this large? Oh, dude? it's dude, and and he's he's like one of the most valuable assets for this, for the military. <laughs> and there's you're no thinking way already that, that there's something wrong with him. Bit. So why is it? And you're thinking already there's something wrong with him, so why isn't he being monitored? And then he goes meets up with the annoying admiral from last season, and she's like, you know, if you give this to me, I'll believe oh, oh, you. Yeah. But it's like, what what does oh, that mean? Who so let, cares? Like, who are you going to go to? You, you've been discharged from the military. You're a civilian now. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I can kind of understand she who's she gonna believe, who's gonna believe her. Well, so they're trying they're trying to set set it up, and, and they're not they didn't do it very well, right? Because this scene feels really out of place as well. Um, but the i the idea being, and if you were doing this proper, is that she would have gotten some sort of communication to Master Chief, and they would have met in a place. But the way that this is set up is that he's walking into this place, um, to go meet someone, and he randomly bumps into her. Yeah, because he has no yeah, idea. They, they, the, the, his reaction is that he had no idea she was going to be here, right? But then it's like, wait, it seems like you guys were. This was set up as if they were meeting. And even still, but why is she still important? Um, who's she gonna? Who's she gonna go to? Well, that's gonna believe idea, her if she was the scapegoat from everything well, that the, happened. The idea would last be season. the idea would be if you set it up properly. That there are pe- that the 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 UNSC is a, like its leadership is essentially split, and yep. so what you would want to do is have her and Ackerman, I guess, on sort of like opposite sides of that, and and yeah, like she gets removed. I didn't even realize that she got removed and took the, and I guess that's what they're supposed to be talking about here. But it's it's a weird way to set all of that up. Yeah. Um, because you're right. It's like at this point, it's like okay, well, if she's just a civilian, like why does anybody care at this point? Clearly, there weren't enough people that had her back. Um, but you know, a better, a better uh, group of writers who were thinking about the inc- the the details of um, the plot and how to make this stuff weave in and out um, could have made this work better. Because I see what they're doing. The problem is, is they're not doing it very well. That's just kind right. of what it comes down to. Um, and I, you know, as I was like scanning through the rest of this episode, um, it really is just this back and forth of Master Chief being in these situations where him and Ackerman are arguing with each other, um, the drama on the pirate ship, um, of him not being able to let like Halsey go for whatever reason. Um, you get this little oh, bit, uh, this little bit here where they find out that, um, the, that woman is being used um, by the Marines, you get this interaction with Cobalt, uh, which I was mostly fine with. Um, again, it, the dialogue is still not great. Like the way they're like uh, they're messing with each other, it's like someone was like, "Oh, well, you know, they're in the military. This is the way that they would probably talk to each other." But 
it just doesn't sound it doesn't sound right the dialogue just seems out of place like oh they're trash talking each other but this doesn't seem like the way they would be trash talking each other yeah right um, it, it, it just it, it sounds like i would have laughed if he would just came in been like hey cry babies and just don't cry on me every time they said something don't cry you know now that yeah. they got the pellets out but, but there's also little moments where like master chief and what seems like the leader of um cobalt that they're th- th- it's like a a a a glimmer of actual acting between these characters where they're not saying how much that they care about each other but there is that obvious like hey we are uh we're trash talking each other but we do actually care you know yeah that that is actually a through line that i'm like okay it's kind of there there's kind of a little something there yeah and i do think that as well you could do have another through line in here or at least setting to where master chief is more respected than he is throughout the show with every almost seemingly everyone he interacts with because in this episode they also throw in the whole uh kai and james element to where he's trying to say hey if you ever get the feeling master chief isn't up to par oh, right and he's having mental issues you can just come to me anytime that kind of subversion plot and she should just be automatically going back to master chief and being like hey he's trying to set you up you need to be careful yeah, because she spent all his time with him and so i don't know it's just a bit forced to me and contrived it doesn't make sense how now just because she has that pellet out and she's more emotional because uh, at the end of episode two they're definitely set that up because you know master chief takes the ship and he's going to reach and you know right. he says to her who did we get it she asked, did we get approved for this mission or what's our mission? And it's to go to reach. Yeah. And it feels weird because they, it feels like they've really started. I was not expecting the whole like fast track to reach that quickly. Um, so it, I, I'm, I am curious to see what they're going to, I know I that. jumped forward some, but no, you're fine. I mean, we really, can, we've kind of talked about episode two intertwined with one. I, just I really, wanna, the, here's the that, only scene. Okay. Go ahead. I just sorry. wanted to point this out real quick. This is that scene where he's just like, emotionally distressed about Cortana and I just don't I honestly what it comes down to is I don't like the way they're handling it Um, it's not that he can't like feel a certain way about losing Cortana like what he felt like was a piece of him Um, it seems like one of the problems is is that they weren't together long enough for him to feel the way that he does Um, or at least we as the audience don't get that sense of it yeah and so it's like all right, man like we you know it sucks but so this is that whole stupid scene. They go through all this danger just to arrest Soren. You would think as soon as he went in there. Oh, did we? They is that? Oh, that's right. That is. That is. Wait, is that end of episode one? Yep. Uh, my timeline for this is a little weird. Yeah. And I know we're past eight now, so oh, I know we're oh, 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 speed oh. up. Let's see. But uh, oh, this was what you were talking. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they Soren goes in here, and the guys just won't stop chatting at him. Um, and and, it, and it's just this like obvious, or it becomes a trap. Um, seems like Soren probably should have figured this out sooner. And then his crew leaves him for whatever reason. You know, I don't really feel one way or another about that. I guess it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then he. I just thought it was funny how they arrest him when it's like as soon as he walked through that door, they could have easily just jumped on him and grabbed him. It and avoided be, that. It must be the oh. UNSC because those guns look like the the pistols from that. 
All right. Are you ready to speed run through the second episode? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we just need to hit the, the points that we haven't yet. Um, Let's just, I'm good with just talking about the end scene. And this is, I feel okay. like we've talked about everything else. But if there's anything in here you want to skim through and talk about, we can. Oh, yeah. This whole, the, the VFX in this series still isn't good, especially the training course. I found like oh, this whole idea of bad. Chief being in the wrong with Riz not being able to be up the par. It's I thought weird. And, and training was yeah. dumb because it's like, no, this is life and death type of situation with dealing with the Covenant. It's her fault she's injured, not Chief's. She needs to be able to perform yes. to be able to and, uh, help the others survive. And again, they're a th- this show is so weird to me because this is a advanced military society who can create super soldiers, but you're telling me that like you can't properly fix your super soldiers. Like you're you're willing to steal children and turn them into these things, but you're not able. But we can't to fix, fix the them. shoulder injury. Yeah, we can't fix whatever's going on with like her side or yeah her shoulder area, whatever it is. Um, it, it makes no sense. Um, I I really don't. I just don't get it, man. I don't understand no. like the logic behind some of the. the and, it, and dude, what it is is it ultimately comes back to like details. And then Master Chief, yeah, agreed. And then Master Chief getting mad at that comms. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's like, that comms guy at the thing, like uh, he's just a dude putting up the the board. I I know some people aren't going to understand this, but he's too emotional. <laughs> he's too emotional. He gets pissed at like every little thing. Well, you and, think he would know that it's his this this guy's superiors making him change yeah, the board he, up there. Th- yeah, this is like. Yeah, it's just like getting mad at like the lowest level employee somewhere because of something that's beyond his control. And it seems beneath Master Chief's character that he would get mad at this guy instead of the superiors. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't make sense. And this Quan storyline, I'm just gonna say so it's dumb. We dumb. don't have to it's go so through it. It's boring. stupid. I do want to mention this one part. Where is it? Where she flings the guy over she the rail. Flings and the it's... guy over the rail, and it's like there's no way. Let's <laughs> see here. Old Quad. Oh, was it? No, he runs. She runs right here. Let's see where is it. Yeah, it cracked me up. How he's like two times her size, and she doesn't have any special abilities. But he makes her go, or she makes him go flying over the rail. I know it's coming. It's coming up right here, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming. I'm trying to do this without us getting tagged on. I probably have already done too much. Oh, it's oh, Paramount. Here it, is, here, it is, here, it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Yeah, that's why I'm trying not to play too much of it. Uh... Oh, she, like, rams that guy into the wall somehow. She, Dude, she's, like, 100 pounds soaking wet and manages, manages this, this stuff. Oh, it's right here? And she flings the guy. Like, look at this editing, too, right? Where... Goes up, gets grabbed from behind. Should have been over, but of course he throws her because everyone has to get thrown in these shows. Um, and then they... Look at this. Somehow he, he misses, right? And the edit to him... And it, what it probably was is this dude probably got a running start where they cut right here. And then in this scene... He's doing all the work because it doesn't even look like look how dude she's barely touching him, <laughs> barely touching him in this. There's no way. 
Um, it, and it just looks yeah, it, it looks really bad. And it's like this is the kind of stuff that even in a show that's got a, a, a lower budget, it's just unacceptable. Yep. And then the only other thing that was that was really noteworthy about this is the last guy that she kills. Because um, they go on this like really long chase, and this takes forever. I mean, I'm speeding through this. It's a huge chunk of this episode. Um, he's like looking for, her, and all of a sudden, oh, it's these last two pieces actually that are really stupid. So he's looking for her, right, and then he disappears, and he sees this little bit of blood right here. It's you miss it if you're not yep. looking, and it's on the rollers, and yep. it's so stupid, dude. Because I was thinking like it'd be really funny if he came by and he was just cubed, you know. <laughs> But, of course, they're not going to do that because the show won't go that far. But somehow she manages to beat him, and he's outside. Like, okay, cool. Happens all. Yeah, how did that happen? It's like, mm, okay. And then, of course, she's – and it's so dumb because somehow she manages to uh, overpower this guy and stab him with the little ear thing, and it kills him. Yeah. And I'm like, how? He's in full mount, stronger than her, bearing down down on her with his full weight and strength. Uh, yeah. And she gets out. <laughs> he has all of the advantage in this situation where, with his, like, hand placement and the knife. Like, he, all he needs to do is, is like, get out of this struggle with the knife, and he's got her. Um, yeah, it's just bad. It's bad, dude. And then somehow yeah. she man, like, I don't know how she stabbed him with that thing. That thing didn't look like it would have easily gone into his skull like that, but whatever. All right. So, yeah, we have oh, the whole, yeah, like, the the whole Riz situation. That's, the, the, the main takeaway from that is... She's too prideful, and again, why on earth is there not, like, medical care for her? And you can drown in a Spartan suit, apparently. I guess so. You can go into space, but you can't go in water. Um, yeah. And then Soren's wife or whatnot says something three days later or whatnot instead of right when they get back. It's weird, Um, man. Yeah, the whole— Boy, this is all set up. Master Chief goes to okay. old girl's house. I, and I'll have dumb. to. I, I will say this. I didn't totally mind the scene, but it's mostly because her brothers are kind of funny. Like I, I, I just kind of enjoyed that. Um, totally What's out of context ADR? for the show. Yeah. Um. And it would be more interesting uh, for a number of different reasons, but and then she's like getting therapy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the interaction with like the the brothers. Like it it feels kind of correct for uh, the way people would ultimately be if like one of the Spartans showed up at their house, you know. Um, but I'm not gonna linger on it too much because again, it's like it dialogue was still a bit cringe. I, I guess uh, for me, I uh, I get what they were going for. I guess yeah. Um, and again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm attempting to find anything in this that isn't. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know what their plan is with her. Ultimately, um, it's you know we're we're now at a, at about a two hour mark for this show, um, and we really don't have much development for anybody in season two. Like, where where are we at with everybody by the end of this this episode? You know, Soren's still ca- captured. Um, Master Chief's still in his fifis. Yeah, he's still just like upset about everything. Um, you know, she Rick's, Riz is uh, hurt, and yeah. then old Marine Girl's still questioning what she did, and then Kai is uh, apparently on this uh, questioning Master Cheeks now, and yeah. Halsey's still captured. James is bad guy, 
uh, Vanek is a funny guy. Um, yeah, that's and they're yeah. headed. They're headed to reach. Yeah, and they're headed to reach. And, and then Cortana looks last... wor- dude. Cortana looks worse this season. Yeah. Now I did want to talk about this last scene for with the uh, on. Well, reach. hang on, hang on. Cortana does look worse, and then also she says to him. Uh, there's like a 97% chance you're gonna get annihilated. Yeah. And then she's like, there's, then he says, is there any situation in which we win? And she says, no, not based off of my assimilations. And so this guy's like, okay, I guess we'll just roll over. Yeah, I guess we're, we're done. What's so weird about it though, is like, I'm still not, I don't, like, he basically knows they're screwed. And, and is his goal just to like, let it happen and like not let people know because they don't want panic. Like I don't, this is what I'm talking about, man. Like what is the, what, what's the motivation? Yep. What's it, what's the point of everything that he's doing? Like, I just need a little bit more of that. Like I need to know what hit, like the show needs to, to show, like show us what his plan is because as of right now, it's like, again, it feels so, everything feels so disconnected. Um, well, and I completely agree. Everything does seem disconnected. And we get that next scene of, I, th- I think the next scene is Master Chief is going to Reach. And then they show Reach and uh, it's in that dark hallway. Yeah. Which I'm going to I'm going to say this now because I know you're kind of like, oh, I don't mind these things. If they keep doing this. It's going to be like, guys. <laughs> well, they do this bad. They have the dark scene and there's what? eight or 12 of them there yeah. and he see, sends the first team down the hallway for for whatever reason bad strategy this is supposed to be a military commander uh, i'm assuming he has some basic understanding of strategy at least i'm not a military genius i'm not even based i'm not an officer in the military at all right nothing. but i at least have common sense to know hey if first off none of these marines have flashlights Hey, which is weird. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Go get a flashlight for us. <laughs> Apparently, we all forgot to bring it. So go get it real fast before we go down this corridor of darkness. Number two, uh, you send the first team just down there to get massacred like an idiot. Uh, They're so dumb, dude. And then they he just does the same exact strategy. All right, guys. Yeah. You round go two. Instead of just like loading clips down there. I don't right, know, man. Obviously, Maybe. that the, the you know that first squad we sent got annihilated let's start blasting the place up maybe arbiter will actually be cool they should have gotten um that scene was so is it keith david that plays the original voice of arbiter sure it's really funny he's actually in um the last this is the last season of community let me let me check real quick i they if yeah, yeah it's keith david um, oh I'm, yeah, that's I'm, cool. I'm pretty sure he played Arbiter. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm mostly sure that's that's who it was. Um, and I wish they, I mean, like Arbiter's an animated character anyway. They should have just gotten Keith David to to do the voice if that's him. Now we don't. I don't think we've gotten actual confirmation that it is Arbiter. Um, but as of right now, that's kind of my assumption. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's pretty dumb. And then, yeah, he did play Arbiter. They that's cool. are looking for more of these things, and that's the end of the episode. And the MacGuffin's back. Yeah, I'm just... So. Um, yeah, not really All right, impressed. give me a rating for the first episode. And then give me a rating for the second episode. 
I'm thinking it's around a three for both episodes. I, I might go four for the first one and three for the second one. Okay. Because it's... It makes sense it's just done really badly, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I see what they're doing. There are a lot of things that... I don't know, man. That's just kind of my initial thought on it. I mean, yeah. it's not good. It's definitely it's all below good. average. But the thing is, is it's like better than Echo. Like that puts Echo across the board at like a two. <laughs> when you watch Echo and then this show, it makes uh, this it's look night good. and day difference. It, ma- it, it makes Echo makes Halo season two look good. So far, so far. To be fair, yeah. Um, it, it makes a lot of. Uh, dude, this at least plot-wise is structured better than what they did with Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. You know? That's um, a good point. The, uh, you know, it... Yeah. Uh, it, it at least, like... It's, it's more of how dumb a lot of... Like, there's a lot of, like, stupidity going on in characters that are dumb, and... You know, it's all the sort of like typical stuff that we talk about, but it's not on the same level of bad as some other things where it, it, you know, there's less like weird problems with like scenes that feel like they're cut out and really bad CGI. Like it's not good in this, um, but it's sort of like television bad, like uh, in a better show you'd probably be okay with some of the the shortcuts and like shortcomings of um the the CG in it, you know. Yeah. Um I would have to think about it more cuz it's still kind of fresh for me. Um and and obviously I want to see more of the season because it a see lot See how of, it plays out. I want to see how it plays out cuz a lot of it could looking back on it you're like golly, it just it's one of two things. You could look back on episode one and be like, no, it's probably st- still sol- solidly a four because the rest of the season gets even worse. And so you're like, mm, like, inc- you know, on that like grading scale or whatever. Um, yeah. It, it, the average curve is given that a, a solid four, but I don't know, man. Um, it's like I said, like once yeah. you start getting into that, like one through four range, um, you've already lost. Um, you yep. can't even you can't Lost even ma- yeah you can't even manage to be sort of like average in what you're trying to do. It's just it's not very good. Um, a lot a lot of the stuff that just doesn't look great. Um, I agree. Even for for because this is supposed just, to be unfortunately, like. I was hoping it was gonna change everything, and I was hoping it was gonna be a good show. That was my hope. I was, I was they were hoping turn that this things time. Around. Things Sorry, are going to be man. turned around. Nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't have high hopes. Like I knew, right, I right. knew better than that. But I, that's still my my hope is always. I hope it's a great show. I never want something to be to be bad. No, because uh, I, I hate you're... watching bad television. <laughs> yeah, I hate watching we bad do. Television. But I get no pleasure but, from it really. You unless know, it's uh, unless it's campy, like like I said, if the, if if Matt, you know, ba- like Baby Chief, insane and, parody. Yeah, like him wearing a helmet in every scene, like that sort of stuff would at least be semi-entertaining to watch and funny. Um, even though it's still bad, it's at least distracting, I guess. Yeah, but I don't have anything else to say, man. Uh, Me either. We're gonna we're gonna talk about next week's episode, uh, but probably let it be a piece of the show instead of a whole thing because I don't know if I can do it for uh, like this for 
eight episodes or whatever it's supposed to be this season. Um, them already being or like heading towards reach in by episode three makes me is it is it still eight eight episodes? Yeah, still are, eight episodes. So are they gonna just do Fall of Reach and be done with it? Like, or I I'm I'm so I guess. I'm so uh, I don't understand how they're gonna do this for six more episodes. I agree. Like what they've got planned. Anyway, I agree. It may have to be just be a. I think uh, my plan is I know we're gonna see Madam Web, um, and oh, we so oh, I guess it will have gosh. to be potentially. Can, but then can we, can we, we please, get. Please, we have to do something that's gonna be interesting at the very. Well, least. I was gonna I was gonna say that's next week, and then we get our Avatar next week as well, and mm-hmm. we get. Uh, Shogun at the end of February, like okay. the 27th or 28th. So Shogun, we'll have some I'm good lo- content. Yeah. Shogun I'm at least looking forward to. Um, and Dune. And then Avatar I'm still curious about, even though there's some stuff that's come out that's been... I, I'm hoping with Avatar, so, it's the uh, House of the Dragon scenario where it's just the actor saying stupid things and the show turns out yeah. to still be all right. So I think we'll have or some good showrunners there. depending on yeah. here soon, and Halo will only be a piece of our episode instead of the whole episode. Right, and, and we'll have to we'll have to kind of I'm I'm fine talking about it for sure. I just we I need to format it to where it's tired for each yeah. week because we can't spend. And I have a feeling that people just aren't going to be watching this. This is going to be. I think this is this gives me the feeling of um, season two of uh, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time, where it's like. Not not from like a content standpoint necessarily, but like on our end where it's just like nobody cares. Yeah, there's like a very minor group of people that are gonna pay attention to what's going on in in this show, um, including us, and it's just gonna keep falling off because like I don't think anybody cares about season two of Halo. Yeah. So I don't think so either. All right, well, unless you have anything else you want to add, we're gonna close it out. No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Underground. We'll be back next week with a review of Madam Web and discussing episode three of Halo. Um, And until then, y'all take it easy. See ya.